Hello everyone, Aaron Cookson, uh, principal of Perrysburg High School. I'm here with the Jacket Sports Network, and this is Inside the Hive. All right. Thank you, Mr. Cookson, for bringing us in here on um, episode two here of the Inside the Hive podcast. Looking forward to an awesome show here with you today. Um, we are down right now. Our uh, co-host, Mr. Joel Cady, he's out there behind us on the football field putting in some hard work, getting ready for their game against Springfield. But uh, let's not let that stop us from uh, getting into talking about you here. Um, so it is your second year now as the principal here at Perrysburg High School. So you're still kind of a new face to a lot of, a lot of people and definitely a lot of our listeners. So why don't we start off talking about getting to know you a little bit better and uh, start by telling us where you are originally from. Sure, sure. Uh, great question. Uh, but first of all, I gotta, I gotta uh, kind of express my displeasure about uh, being uh, the number two guest and not the number one guest. Uh, you know, from uh, from last week's episode, um, I did have a chance to listen to it. Obviously, all joking uh, here. Uh, but uh, Connor's obviously a worthy uh, first guest, and uh, I would have made that same decision definitely if given one uh so kudos for your first uh first episode so ho hopefully i can live up to half of what connor connor did and you all did last last week so a little bit about me yeah i'm i'm, I'm originally from northwest ohio um yeah i uh, graduated from otsego high school um and uh, went off to the university of toledo that's where i did my my undergrad work so yeah so that's a little bit about me and and where i'm from Awesome. Uh, what did you major in again at UT? Yeah, Spanish education. Spanish education. Mm -hmm. So um, what has it been like now that you've come back to Perrysburg after leaving us? What has it been like to come back after teaching Spanish here earlier in your career, and how has the school culture evolved? Sure. Um, yeah, I spent 10 years uh, at the high school um, as, a, as a Spanish teacher and uh, coach as well. So I was, I was fortunate enough to coach uh, with Coach Boyce and Coach Hall when I was here uh, prior uh, for, for many, many years. Um, it's great to be back. Uh, it's great to be back home uh, where I'm, you know, closer to family and, and uh, you know, back to, uh, you know, a school and a school district in the community that uh, that I really enjoyed as a, as a teacher. So I, I was uh, fortunate uh, to uh, be able to come back and uh, I've really enjoyed it so far. Culture-wise, um, you know, obviously in a new role, I have a different perspective. Uh, an administrative view is a lot different than a, than a teacher view. Yeah. Um, but really, when people ask me that question about, you know, things really changed, what's different, what's the same, um, really, um, I, th there's not a big difference that I remember, you know, from, mm -hmm. from prior to now. Um, you know, the students, our student body is still phenomenal. Um, we have a great staff uh, at the high school as well. Community is still very supportive of of uh, you know all the schools uh, in education in general, so it's very fortunate to be back. I just it's uh, it was a nice homecoming, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm enjoying round two here uh, and also in year two. Oh, that's awesome. Sure. Um, you have just this awesome energy every day that when we walk into school, you're always outside walking me us into the building. Sure. Do you have any sort of like morning routine or? anything like that like what time do you get up like go to bed like what is a morning routine or day in the life of principal Aaron Cook? perfect perfect yeah um I, I do have a morning routine uh, but as an administrator and i think pretty much any any principal no matter what level if they're an elementary principal an inter intermediate principal a junior high principal or high school principal would tell you uh that you know once you come into the uh the the, the school come through those doors in the morning um, you don't have an average day. Um, right. The average is it's not average uh, for sure. But, yeah, I, 
I typically uh, will we'll get up around 545 or so, um, ease into the day a little bit. Uh, I, I do uh, scroll a little bit through Twitter and, and check definitely the uh, Perrysbury Athletics uh, Twitter. <laughs> Make sure, you know, see, I, I'm up to date on what's coming up here in the next few days uh, with all things athletics. Um, but also I, um, you know, just look at the news a little bit. Get up. I, I try to work out most days uh, to get the blood pumping a little bit. Uh, head out uh, for school about 7:45, and 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 get there around there. Going to your point about you know welcoming students to the to the building, I think that's just something that I enjoy. Uh, definitely not something I have to do, but I I enjoy you know welcoming everyone in and, and wishing them a, a nice day as they come in through the the school uh, school doors. Awesome. Um, in case some of you guys don't know the. Uh person who controls that Perrysburg Athletics Department Twitter is none other than our producer of the show, t- Mr. Taylor Rogers. He does an awesome job with that, making sure all our tweets get out so that the people like you can see what awesome things are going on at Perrysburg High School. Sure. Um, so you replaced longtime principal here at Perrysburg High School, Dr. Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what that process was like for you. Yeah, that's, um, you know, it's, it's funny kind of how I ended up here. I was, wasn't even really aware of the, the position being open once Dr. Short, um, you know, made his, uh, made his retirement, um, you know, known and, and official, um, actually a, a colleague of mine, uh, down in Hilliard, um, told me that, uh, that Perrysburg had an opening at their, yeah. at their high school as, as a principal. So, so I, I threw my, my name in the hat and, and, uh, you know, was fortunate enough to, uh, land here. Um, but, you know, Dr. Short was, uh, for a few years, um, the principal when I was a teacher here. So I knew him, uh, from the administrative, uh, teaching uh, relationship that we had uh, back many, many years ago. So I, I knew him, uh, and I always respected him uh, and the work that he did uh, at the high school. I, I valued him as a friend and as, a, as a, a, a colleague and a boss, I guess you could say, as well. So uh, he was very welcoming uh, after, our, you know, the board approved me for uh, for being the next principal at the high school. He was very welcoming. Uh, he had me up in, in May of, uh, that would be, well, two years ago this May, had me up in um you know, um, allowed me to come in and meet with student groups and building uh, leaders, um, you know, teachers in the in the building, uh, and just kind of get a lay of the land. So he was very accommodating. So I I, I uh, appreciate Mr. or Dr. Short. I should say I should say very very much. That's good to see that yellow jacket pride. You know, passing it from one principal to the next here. Sure. Uh, sure. What do you, I know it's been a, a short amount of time here, only two years. But what do you feel has been your greatest accomplishment here so far at the Perrysburg High School? Sure. Um, you know, I'm really proud of, uh, in, in the short amount of time that I've been here, um, I, I think I've, I've uh, really um, developed a lot of great relationships sure. already. Um, you know, I pride myself on that, just getting to know people and support people, uh, whether, you know, you're 15, 16, 17, 18, or you're 38 or 48 or 58, you know, going to students or staff. So, you know, I, I really pride myself on that, and I enjoy, I mean, I, I enjoy getting to know people, and I enjoy supporting people and uh, just, just growing relationships, so awesome yeah you never know too many people glad that you get out and build your relationships there exactly um, I, now let's kind of flip it the other way here yeah. um, what do you feel has been the biggest challenge or largest obstacle since returning to Perrysburg High School that you've overcome sure you know um I would say 
just um, you know getting back into the flow of things because it is different. I mean, yeah. whether whether you're you know a teacher or administrator in another building, another district, and you come uh, to a new building or new district or one you haven't been into for a while, it takes it takes a little bit of adjustment to to get to meet new people, to get to learn new processes and systems, and uh, get to learn you know kind of the culture of the of the district and of the building. Yeah. So I would say that was probably the most difficult part of coming back but um you know i think i've i've figured most of those things out by now and uh it's it's uh definitely smoother in that regard uh this year than it was last year so yeah a lot of supportive people here across the board so perrysburg is a very supportive place yeah yes there are now much like you we have a lot of new people that come into the building as older people leave and there's a lot of turnover um do you have any like advice in particular that you give to new teachers in their first year or two to help understand Perrysburg High School? Sure, sure. Um, you know, I, I, I meet with uh, new teachers um, regularly at the beginning of, uh, of the school year um, as a group uh, just to form a cohort for them, uh, you know, for them to be able to, to get to know each other better, but also to get to know me as an administrator and the administrative team at Perrysburg better uh, as a support system, but also as, you know, you know, as people they can go to if they have questions or concerns or, you know, just want to bounce an idea off of. So um, that, I mean, we 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 um we encourage our, our our new teachers to really let their their personalities and their style shine yeah. uh, in the classroom uh we give them a lot of autonomy in the classroom which i think they appreciate uh we we do too yeah <laughs> sure sure uh we you know we we encourage them too to to get out to student events you know whether that's a play or musical or a sporting event or whatever the case might be um just to to again grow relationships with students um you know outside of the the, the, the classroom and the teacher student. I mean, uh, you guys are doing a lot of great things outside of the classroom too. So it's important, um, you know, to, to, to let that come out as well. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. Now, when you came in, there was this thing, I don't know if you remember what it's called, uh, COVID-19 that kind of shook everyone's world here. Um, I think I've heard of that. Yeah. How, uh, if at all has COVID changed the way that you lead a building or the way that our teachers teach Sure. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad we're not going through what we okay. had gone through the past few years. I know I speak probably on behalf of everyone. It's been it's been nice to just focus back in on the work uh, that we do, um, you know, as teachers, as students, as administrators, instead of having to deal with all the, you know, the ancillary stuff that came with COVID and having to, you know, create new new rules and practices and, and, and such, you know, from everything from buses to the lunchroom to, you know, classrooms and, 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 you know, masking and all that. So it's, it's nice to kind of distance ourselves from that, you know, knock on wood that it's not going to, you know, have a, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, a comeback on us. But, um, um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, there's some things that, you know, I think uh, teachers would probably agree that, you know, um, our, our, uh, technology skills probably grew a lot mm -hmm. over COVID and surprised some things that, that we didn't necessarily implement in the classroom or as an administrator, you know, with, with parents and community that now we're, you know, we're, we're, we're well versed in or better versed in than we were before mm -hmm. um, to make things maybe simpler or more efficient. Um, so I think that's one of the takeaways from, I guess, if there's a positive or a silver lining, uh, maybe that would be one of them from, from COVID. Yeah, for sure. COVID was definitely something that we all had to overcome, and I think you guys did a good job in doing so. Um, describe to our listeners here and to me as a student your approach to uh, student discipline. Oh, good question. 
Um, you know, fortunately, we don't have a, a, a lot of, of issues, not, no. you know, a, a lot of issues at Perrysburg High School with, with, with discipline issues. But, you know, here's my thing, um, you know. You know, I would say the majority of, of adults would could look back and honestly say they, they had a few missteps in their lives, you know, as 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, whatever. So I always try to remind myself of that and having kids myself uh, who, you know, were great kids or are great kids, not perfect, but great kids. You know, we all make mistakes, um, you know, and as long as the mistake isn't too egregious, you know, I think uh, everyone uh, deserves the opportunity to rebound from that mistake uh, and hopefully get support from those around them. Uh, again, whether that's you know someone at the school, like a counselor or administrator or a teacher um, or someone else. Um, so, you know, like I said, discipline, uh, thank goodness, isn't isn't a major issue at, at the high school. Um, but when it arises, we, we try to handle it the best we can on a case-by-case situation, staying right. consistent as possible as we can with our handbook and, and all that good stuff. Um, but it's not something that, um, that you know, you know, I think old school principals kind of get a bad rap. Well, maybe not a bad rap, but, you know, more of a, a hammer-type discipline. That's definitely not my philosophy with discipline. So, yeah. That's why we like you, man. You're, <laughs> you're a man of the people. You understand what we are like and what you were once one of us. Exactly. Many, many years ago. <laughs> in what, in what uh, ways uh, do you empower teachers and le- to be leaders and role models for students? Yeah, I try to, you know, I try to um, remove as many obstacles as I can for teachers and for students uh, alike, um, but specifically the teachers. I try to remove as many obstacles as, as possible, um, you know, when it comes to um, their their um, you know, teaching and, and, you know, resources, uh, for them. Um, because I know, you know, I, I know, and I trust a lot of our, our teachers, um, to do the right thing. And I think they're, they're professionals. I, I don't think I know they're professionals and they want what's best for, for the students too. So, um, um, that's, I'm always continuously putting myself in their shoes too. I don't forget what it's like to be a teacher. I know how difficult it is to be a teacher. Um, so I, I, I try to empathize with them as much as possible as well. Um, and to, to support them, um, you know, whatever in, endeavor, if they want to try something new, give it a whirl, you know, try it. Hopefully it, it, it works. If it doesn't, you know, make some tweaks and changes to it. You know, don't make the same mistakes again and, and, and get better um, if, if something didn't go well. But just try to support them, uh, you know, whatever way I can. Kind of adding on to that here, um, what do you think is the best way to build a positive school culture or climate? I know at Perrysburg we're often positive, but how do we keep that rolling? You, uh, like students or just overall just in culture? Students, teachers, yeah. administration. Yeah, I think I think it I think it boils down to you know when I went back to what I said earlier is just about relationships, mm-hmm. and, and and you know having trust in one another. Um, you know I, I think um, you know trying to to have you know conversations um outside of uh, you know negative conversations or disciplinary conversations wherever with students just getting to know them and see what their likes and and, and passions are, are all about um and supporting them in their endeavors as well um and just, just being genuine you know and honest um you know with with staff and students um i think is is really really important showing a genuine interest in them as as individuals Awesome. We've talked a lot now about who you are as a principal. Now let's get into who you are more as a person. Sure. What are some things that you like to do in the community or just in general for fun? Sure, sure. Um, I guess some of my my big uh, likes or pastimes. Um, I'm I'm definitely a big music enthusiast and, and sports enthusiast. Um, 
I'm a, I'm a pretty big uh, uh, sports card and memorabilia collector. I've been doing that all my life, um, for sure. Um, I love travel. That's one of my passions. Um, if I could travel more, I would love to. Um, but anytime I can get away, uh, especially, you know, far away places, I, I love, uh, you know, heading, you know, um, uh, to, to, to foreign countries. Um, I really enjoy that. So it probably goes back a little bit to my Spanish teaching days. So, so yeah. And then obviously hanging with family, just, just doing the normal stuff with, with family. So, yeah. Now, I heard you mention something about baseball cards and mm-hmm. collecting those. Do you have like any like particular cards that you remember or some favorite cards that you've collected over the years? Yeah, I've been, I've probably been collecting since I was probably about eight or nine years old. So I have a pretty extensive collection. That's actually kind of an addic- addiction. I should probably seek some professional help for it, <laughs> but I guess there's a lot worse things to be, uh, to be, you know, spending time and money on. But, um, uh, yeah, I think one of my, one of my favorites is, um, you know, I have a, uh, I have a, a, a Babe Ruth card that, uh, has uh, has pieces of uh, his game used jerseys and bats yeah. is embedded into it, uh, which is a really cool rare rare card. And I'm a you know big baseball enthusiast and historian, so I I, I appreciate that card a lot. Yeah, for sure. Now uh, you talked a little bit also about music. We heard that you are a big music person. Yeah. Can you tell us a, a few of your top bands? Oh yeah, that's uh, that's pretty easy. Um, I, I I am a big fan of uh, of a rock band out of Chicago called Chevelle. Uh, whenever I need to get my blood pumping a little bit, uh, they're a hard rock hard rock band. I, I like them. Uh, going back to my Spanish roots, there's a group named Mana from uh, Mexico that I follow a lot. I've been to many of their concerts. Uh, they're a great band. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, of uh, Young the Giant. I guess a little bit newer music. Young the Giant. I also like um, uh, Foster the People. Uh, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of them as well. Um, and I would say those are probably, if you're asking my four or five faves, probably them. I used to like Metallica a lot. Uh, I still break it out every once in a while. So, yeah, they're, they're a good band as well. So just saw them in Boston over Memorial Day, this past Memorial Day. Yeah. Yep. So now in sports, you know, we all have walk-up songs and pregame music. What would be your walk-up song? Say you're coming to the plate, Aaron Cookson. Yep. What song's playing? Yeah, heck yeah. Um, a guaranteed home run if I walk up in a, in, in, you know, to the plate on a baseball game. Uh, going back to one of my favorite bands, Chevelle, uh, the song um, uh, Blackout. It's a great song. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my number one. Now, uh, obviously, as I'm looking down at your feet, you're an avid shoe collector. Can you talk to us a little bit about your shoes and your collection and what that looks like? <laughs> sure. Yeah, probably second to sports cards. This is probably my uh, my second biggest vice when it comes to uh, spending money on, on things. Uh, yeah, it started a long, long time ago. Um, I, um, I, I, I probably back in junior high, I was probably 13 or 14, um, it was bugging my parents to, to buy the, actually the first uh, Jordans, the Jordan ones, the originals from a place called Falcon House back in uh, Bowling Green. It's no longer there, I don't believe, but they used to sell all types of the, uh, sports stuff and, you know, BGSU stuff, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I bugged her enough that she purchased me a pair of uh, black and red uh, Jordan ones. Um, and from there on, it's always been, uh, I've had a lot of the Jordans, uh, particularly that's what I, I, I collect and I, I like to wear. Um, but yeah, I, I try to, I try to keep them nice and clean when I bring them out when it's sunny and, and dry. Um, you know, it's like any sneakerhead would do, you know, and disre- disrespect your shoes, uh, wear them out in, in muddy or, or snowy or rainy weather. So yeah, big, big shoe collector, big, especially Jordan collector. So that's, that's awesome. Yep. I love those little hobbies and I know a lot of guys. Actually, one of my good friends here, Sam, collects a lot of shoes and sells them, so it's 
Awesome. You should hook up with him. That's, he's got a lot of good shoes. It, yeah. Kicks. He, he's an offensive lineman, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. He's out there somewhere. I, I've already heard about him. So I've already uh, – I, I have a few ideas running through yeah. my head for some difficult pairs of shoes I want to get that I heard he is able he's got, to – He's got everything. You need him. him <laughs> That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. So now we're going to – we'll switch gears just a little bit here. Sure. Um, Mr. Cookson, as some of our listeners may not be aware that you used to be a basketball coach – can you tell us a little bit about your time coaching? Yeah, I had a great time. I was uh, I coached with, like I said, on Coach Boyce's staff for ten years. Mm-hmm. I was his he was his freshman coach uh, for all of those ten years. Um, yeah, had a great time. Um, enjoyed every minute of it. Um, you know, we uh, we had a lot of success uh, when I was here. As, you know, in, in the program overall, but you know, specifically speaking to my teams, we had a lot of a lot of success uh, in the NLL and, and did, did a lot of a lot of great things. So. Yeah, still uh, connect with some of those uh, former students every once in a while. I had a few of them came back for our um, our, our um, soccer Final Four appearance um, that we honored them for a few weeks ago. I got to see some of the, the, the student athletes there, too. It was really cool. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And, and coaching with Dave Dave Hall, Mr. Oh, Hall. Yeah, for, Mr. Hall. Yep. Sure there's some good baseball stories. Oh, boy, for six years. And Mr. Thompson for a lot of oh, time, yeah. too. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And, we, you know, we got, our, got to take our trips to Cocoa Beach over spring break and, you know, a lot of a lot of good times with those guys. I, I truly value them and their their friendship as well. So for sure. That's awesome. So you mentioned a few of those names, but one you did not really touch on too much. You coached with a former PHS assistant principal, basketball coach currently, Dave Boyce. Can you tell us a little bit about Coach Boyce or some of your favorite Coach Boyce stories? Sure. Um, well, I, I have to definitely thank Coach Boyce. Um, for a lot of things, you know, he, he was, uh, integral in my, my development as a, as a younger coach, um, cause he is much older than me. Um, he, uh, you know, he, I really, um, what I got from him is the time and effort and dedication it takes to be a, a good coach, a great coach, and also, uh, to run a great program. Um, you know, he, he knew so much about every level of his program all the way down even into the elementary mm-hmm. um, grades um, you know he he just he just knew uh, knew um, you know what players were capable of uh, you know knew their character um, you know he was really good at that so very good at organization um, did a really good job you know running a, a stellar program but I guess the thing I have to think most about uh, or thank him most for was you know, back in the old days, uh, we'd have to go out as uh, as basketball coaches, especially me as being a freshman coach. I was the main scout, so Coach Boyce would send me toward the end of uh, toward the end of um, uh, the regular season. He would send me on wild goose chases out to uh, places un- really unknown to man to scout two to three games in advance uh, for teams that we would potentially never even play so yeah I got to spend my Fridays and Saturdays you know two two and a half hours away from you know scouting teams that we may not even play so I, I say that a little bit in jest a little bit in fun but yeah it was a good it was a good run with coach Boyce that's awesome now did he do anything did he have any like superstitions when you coached with him I know uh Mr. Stein has told me stories about how before one basketball game they went bowling and then they won and then it turned into like an every week thing because they kept winning did Mr. Boyce do anything like that with you 
Yeah, you know what? Um, typically, I would be out on the road because he'd send me out being the only or the main scout, so I'd hardly ever get to take part in any of the fun stuff like that or get to actually see a varsity game. I Come think on, I, Mr. Boyd, do better. <laughs> exactly. I think I saw one or two varsity games in my 10 years uh, as his freshman coach. Uh, the only thing I can say is, uh, and you guys are all aware of it because he still does it, his big fashion faux pas, that sweater vest that he wears mm-hmm. every uh, every game uh, oh, yeah. is, is definitely his tradition and, and, and slugging, down a, slugging down a Pepsi or two uh, before four games too is uh mr boyce is well known um to do uh to get ready for a you know a big matchup so yeah yeah those are kind of some of the things that uh that i remember from coaching with coach boyce and his uh idiosyncrasies that's awesome yeah as we keep talking about sports here how do you think sports have impacted your life as a whole yeah, I mean, I, I, um, you know, I continue to play sports to this day. We still play hoops every once in a while. Um, you know, I, I, I'm got my Guardians gear on tonight, ready to watch the Yankees beat and the Yankees. beat the Yankees tonight. Yep, exactly. So, actually, going to the game on Saturday night. So, uh, I, I, um, I probably take in more sporting events than I do any other type of event. So, I'm still very active in, on TV watching and also going to. Uh, going to events so big huge part plus you know just being a, a former very average athlete myself in high school <laughs> and intramural champion at university of toledo in basketball when i was there you know you learn a lot of life lessons through sports and i know that's uh, kind of cliche but you really you really do so i can i, I owe a lot to uh, you know my former or my past coaches and teammates um for for helping me in a lot of different uh areas of my life so that's awesome now uh, ladies and gentlemen we have a late addition here to the podcast mr joel katie Joel, welcome on to the pod. How was practice today? Practice was wonderful, Jack. How was golf? Oh, it was awesome. You know, we got districts coming up. Um, obviously very excited. Hopefully at this time next week, we'll be preparing for a state championship run, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Now back to the important part, Mr. Cookson. Jeez, Joel. Hi, Joel. Taking away from the how are we doing? Here. I'm well, man. I'm well. We're good. So, uh, Mr. Cookson, we have, we've, we've heard that you are a – somewhat of a world traveler do you have a favorite place that you've been to yeah i got to go back to um kind of my 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 second home um i i did my study abroad when i was at ut uh, UT at a place called tasco mexico it's uh, in the sierra madre mountain range about halfway between mexico city and acapulco uh, i lived there for about five months uh, with a mexican family and it's just uh it's a cool colonial town with whitewashed buildings and red tile roofs and cobblestone streets and no no mcdonald's no subways no chick-fil-a's it's all mom and pop places so um it really cool experience a really cool place um so that would be one place if I could go back to, and I did after I did my study abroad a few times. Uh, but mm-hmm. if I could go back to now more as a, as a, as a, as an older adult, I would definitely take the chance to go back there for sure. Got it. So, uh, I obviously, I saw you on a plane going down to Benita. What, what are some things you like to do down there? Sure. <laughs> I, re- I, I forgot about that, but now I remember, yeah. Spring yes, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, uh, that, that area just got beat up by Ian. Um, yeah, Fort Myers Beach area, Benita Springs, all that good stuff. Yeah, um, definitely um, golf when I go down there with my with my dad and a couple of buddies I know down there. Um, love to go out to all the restaurants, obviously hang on the beach. Um, probably my top uh, three things and sometimes just go and just chill you know just uh, hang out on the pier down there or or, uh, on the bay side uh, down there as well and just kind of watch boats go by and just relax so um, pretty chill but yeah it's a beautiful beautiful part of our country and hopefully they can uh, recover sooner rather than later from uh, from Ian so great question what about you Um, 
just like go down there and eat. My, my parents <laughs> drink, obviously. I, I'm, not, I'm not old enough to do that, but sure. We just eat, go to the beach. We we used to stay at a uh, this uh, condo place. It's called uh, Bonita Beach and Tennis. It's right across from Dax. I don't sure. know if you know where that is. I don't. It's uh, it's right right under the ocean. Okay. Real nice. Beautiful, huh? Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, beautiful place. Yeah, so uh, we're going to move it over to sports. Cool. Um, so football Friday nights, mm-hmm. how has the Swarm impacted you? Oh, man, Swarm is awesome. I get I get pumped up just thinking about coming here to, to, to watch the game and be part of, uh, you know, well, I guess I'm not part of the student section, but being very close and near to the student section. So, you know, I appreciate it too from time to time when, when uh, the guys or girls in the Swarm you know, come down and want to get me involved in something. More than happy to take uh, take part in that. So, no, the swarm is awesome. Um, and, and you know, me being in Columbus for the past 12 years prior to coming uh, back up to Perrysburg, with a lot of great football tradition down there and a lot of great big crowds. I mean, I w- I can't remember a, a bigger or better uh, student section than uh, the swarm, whether it's in Columbus area or you know, obviously up here in Northwest Ohio. Yeah, kudos to the swarm. So we've talked a lot both about. Um school and sports here um talk to me a little bit more about school here are there any new changes that you can maybe tell us about that you plan to do or implement in the future at perrysburg high school yeah well one of the things that we brought uh, brought about this year was uh our our, our freshman uh teaming uh it's, it's in year one of of two in terms of a rollout phase uh this year our freshmen um have the opportunity to be in freshman-only study halls, periods 1, 2, 3, and 11. And in those study halls, uh, for academic support, uh, primarily we have uh, four content teachers and an intervention specialist. So uh, our freshmen can go right to those teachers uh, with any, any questions they have or if they, you know, any retakes, you know, retests, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have NHS students coming in to tutor academically. Uh, we have uh, link crew members coming in, and you know they did a uh, scavenger hunt a few few uh, weeks ago, I that believe. Was a cool activity. It was a cool activity, and we have our counselors going in too for some some uh, different support. So that's one of the things. Uh, like I said, this is year one of it. Year two is next year. We're going to bring in a few more bells and whistles to it uh, to support our freshmen in their transition uh, to the high school, which is a very important year, as you all know here, being upperclassmen. What's uh What's Wellness Wednesday like for you? What What is your go-to on that day yeah. yeah talk to our listeners too who don't know what wellness wednesday is and how it's been implemented at the high school sure sure wellness is wellness wednesday i think as uh, as uh overview is uh, just an opportunity that we give our students uh no matter uh, what uh, wednesday of the of the year it is our students to give some feedback to our teachers um and you know whether that's things that they are you know they're happy about or doing well or some things that they're struggling with so that way we're able to uh, provide them any support uh, that they may need uh, you know through all the different um, avenues we have at the school which we're very fortunate to have a lot of uh, uh, great resources at our school to support our students and their 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 well-being so um, you know, I, I, um, I'm, I'm proud of it. You know, it's still a work in progress. It's something new, but it's already paid uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of positive dividends, uh, for, for our students. So, so, uh, do you have any nicknames from your childhood? That's a great question. Yeah, I got a few. Um, my, probably my one that I had, um, in, uh, junior high, high school was just my initials, AC. Uh, a lot of people call me AC. I uh, still do, actually. Uh, Mr. Henline will, will drop AC every once in a while, Coach Boyce every once in a while. Um, I'm also known as Cooker by a few of my my, my uh, close friends and acquaintances, uh, for sure. Um, 
you know, I, I hate to say this out loud, but I'll say it anyway because I respect and, and, and appreciate you guys so much. You know, some people will call me, uh, but not too many, but some people will call me cookies. So that's the go-to. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Sorry to steal your thunder. Uh, but, yeah, that's, you know, any of those, probably those are my top three that, that I'm known as, at least to my face. So, yeah. 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 One morning you just roll in, AC, how are we doing this morning? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. No, that's funny. Feel free. So, uh, Mr. Cookson, as our second guest on the show, we've been able to make a, a lot of new adjustments for you. That's why you weren't our first guest. We want to put out a quality show for you here. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. So, uh, we're going to do now our newest addition to the show, our first Inside the Hive segment called Flashback. Okay. So, each and every week moving forward on the Inside the Hive podcast, we're going to review the most controversial or hot topic from the previous episode. So, as you may or may not have heard when you were listening, our previous guest, Connor Wallenzak, had some pretty strong opinions about pizza. Mm-hmm. Could you give us your top five favorite pizza places or what type of pizza you like to order? Sure, sure. You know, being somewhat still new around the area, um, getting reacquainted with Northwest Ohio, uh, I got to go Village Idiot, probably number one. They make a solid pie. Uh, for sure. It takes a long time to, to get them to you know, sure. that, that pump them up. They, yeah, they're phenomenal. Um, I, I would say my number two right now is, uh, is it Pizza 516? Okay, yep, yep, yep. Okay, that's a, that's a pretty solid one as well. Um, you know, I figured you might ask something about pizza, so I was racking my brain going back through, you know, my, my year and a half or so up here to figure out other areas. Um, you know, um, Inside the Five has – no, um, Fifth Street. Fifth Street. Fifth, awesome yeah, pizza. Fifth Street has awesome pizza. Yeah, they do have awesome pizza, so they're definitely up there. And then I, you know, it doesn't just have to be here. It can also be like Columbus. Sure. Pizza. Oh, I got it. I know I got you because I figured I would run out a few places here. I was trying to set that scene because I did run out of places. Those are my top three. <laughs> down in down in Columbus, there's a place in Marysville called Benny's Pizza, which is phenomenal. Got to get the Benny's. And then also in Columbus, um, there's a good one called. Um, I'm drawing a blank now. This must not have been that good. Um, I'll come back to that, but I'll give you my favorite. I'll give you my favorite uh, toppings. Is that good? Is that what you oh, want? Yeah, of course. Okay, I am a uh, uh, I am an unabashed um, Hawaiian pizza guy. Okay. I will do I will do ham or Canadian bacon and pineapple. Pineapple belongs on pizza. You can't pineapple tell me otherwise. Belongs on pizza. Yes, it belongs it on pizza for sure. For sure. Um, I'm a big, um, I'm a big, big veggie guy. So I do like, you know, the green peppers, the olives. Um, I, I, I would definitely go with some onions here and there. I am not a fan of, and this is, uh, probably popular to, to, or contrary to popular, uh, like I am not a sausage guy on pizza. Sausage can stay away from pizza. So yeah, for sure. So that's one, the, one of the meats I'm, I'm no good with. And obviously am, anchovies, if you love anchovies, no, then. It's sacrilegious. Oh yeah, anti anchovy. Pro anchovy. Pro anchovy. How? Why? What tastes good about fish on pizza, Joel? What? What tastes good about pineapple on pizza? It just tastes good. It it has that little sweetness. You know, you're eating the savory and the sweet. It works together. What works with fish? I'm just I just think it tastes good. What about it? Just tell me one thing. What works with fish on pizza? Makes it salty. Oh, it's wonderful. Wonderful experience. You probably never tried it. I hated it. I've had one piece, hated it. It's that salty, crunchy, fishy flavor. No, it's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. You ever had a mellow mushroom? Yeah, mellow mushroom's pretty solid, too. Yeah, they had one of those in Dublin when I was down there. Yeah, pretty good. Awesome. Me and Jack have been there. So oh, my God. Wonderful. Yeah. Awesome pizza down it, there in mellow mushroom. It is good. It is good. So uh, talk to us a little bit more about the Guardians. You a big fan? 
fan of the name change. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's obviously a somewhat a hot button topic. Um, here, here's my whole take on that. And by the way, going back to Columbus Pizza, Tommy's Pizza is good Tommy's, too. Yeah, Tommy's pretty solid. Okay, so my whole thing is I am just glad that Cleveland has a baseball team more than anything. I'm more of a fan of the players than of the name or of a mascot. So that's where I stand with that. So. Now, I know Joel has one more important question he wants to ask you. Joel, hit your hard header that you've been sitting on all week. What's my hard hitter, man? You're, oh you're, my like, you're, you're jumping me out of nowhere. Joel, you're killing me. I mean, all, all right, fine. I'll tell it. Joel okay. must have forgot. He's been, he's been on me ever since we found out you were coming on the podcast. About, oh, wow. There wait. it is. That <laughs> triggered it. You tell him, Joel. I know yeah, you want school, to. School oh, right. yeah. Tell him, buddy. So uh, what, what's been the recent, uh, I guess, like downfall in quality of school lunch? You know, like. I'm not. I'm not trying to go light on you, but sure. It's, it's, wow. Uh, it's uh, been brought to my attention by a fellow classmates that uh, like silverware. It's been a big complaint. Yeah. Like uh, if you pack your own lunch, you're not allowed to get your own silverware, and then along with like I feel like the sizing of the chicken patties is also shrunk. I don't know if we changed the distributor or something. Or... Yeah, but I can answer your your first question at least uh, with the information I've been provided. I do not have, and I'm not just saying this to say this, um, but I don't really have a lot to do with the, the type or the quality or the quantity of food provided in the uh, in the cafeteria. We have a cafeteria supervisor who I would mm-hmm. definitely uh, encourage you to talk with, or you can run questions through me to, to go to her. Um, regarding the silverware, though, or the, the, the plasticware, um, just like a lot of things nowadays, number one, supply is becoming a huge issue um, for it's really difficult to get, and price has gone up immensely with with uh plastic silverware which you would probably would never think that would happen but it has so kind of that combination has um has forced our our cafeteria uh staff to only provide at this point um silverware or plasticware to those students buying lunches yeah so it's part of the lunch price so yeah that's that's, thank you for the clarification yeah there were a lot of people who wanted that question answered sure i get it so uh, let's one final thing here i think that is very important that some people may want to know, including myself. What would you use as the one word to describe Principal Aaron Cookson? Hmm. Man, I hate to keep going back to this R word, but I, I think I might have to. Just relational, you know. Um, you know, whether you're a, you're a freshman, you're a senior, you're a staff member, you're a you know district staff member, or, you know building whatever. Just to you know. I just I just enjoy getting to know people and genuinely care about people and want what's best for them. So I try to do my best and, and display that on a daily basis. Uh, so I would say, you know, the number one word would probably be relational. So, yeah, hopefully you all feel that. That's all we do. I'm, I know I do at least. I'm sure a yeah. lot of the students do. Anything else you want to add over there, Big Joel? Uh, I'm just saying absolutely agree with that. Like one of the biggest things I've noticed for like a change has just been like the personability of you yeah like i'm able to talk to you in the hallways or anything like every time i see you or anything it's just a wonderful experience interacting with you cool i appreciate the feedback yeah i'll keep trying my best to keep that up actually one more thing i did want to hit on can you uh, talk to um some of our listeners about what has been done to uh, stop um drugs in school and uh, mr cease the hall monitor Drugs in school, Mr. Cease the Hall Monitor. Okay, well, um, the the measures that we've we've put into place, I'm I'm, I'm assuming you're referring to to uh, you know this year and vape detectors mm-hmm. and things like that. You know, 
it's 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 not a you know contrary to maybe what students think it's it's not we didn't put them in for a gotcha moment it's more to uh, be a deterrent because um, obviously it's been proven through studies um, that you know vaping and particular chemicals and in, in, in vapes are harmful to not only young folks but old folks as well mm-hmm. um, you know so that's kind of the vape the vape answer the Mr. Uh, Cease um, he not only you know does help us out with uh, restroom you know uh, coverage or you know being a- around uh, during class changes or, or, or whatnot but he's in the hallways he's out um, at bus duty you know it's just something that we haven't had in the past and we're growing as a student body mm-hmm. uh, so we need more eyes and ears out for student support and safety and security than we ever have before so we were fortunate enough the board of education and mr hostler and mrs price um approved of, of uh, hiring mr cease so awesome we can't thank you enough for uh, joining us here today it has been an absolute pleasure getting to talk to you and learn a bit more about you not only as a principal but as a person uh next week the Inside the Hive podcast will be interviewing girls soccer coach Jorge Diaz ahead of their big first-round playoff game. This has been Inside the Hive by Jacket Sports Network. To the moon. To the moon.